Welcome to Lean Leadership for Ops Managers, the podcast for leaders in ops management who want to spark improvement, foster engagement, and boost problem solving, and still get their day job done. Here's your host, leadership trainer, lean enthusiast, and spy thriller junkie, Jamie V. Parker. Hello, ops managers. Today, I am excited for our first interview of the show. Eric Wood serves as the safety and maintenance manager at a manufacturing company where he leads a total team of 30, including both individual contributors and team leads. Eric will share with us how he used to give recognition and what changed when he learned reinforcing feedback, steps he's taking to develop his leaders to more effectively recognize their teams, and his biggest aha and advice for other operations leaders. Well, I'd like to welcome Eric. So glad that you are here joining us on the podcast. We've been uh, working together for, I guess, about nine months now. And I'm really excited to have you on and share your experience as an operations leader out in the field. Uh, So super excited to have you here today. Thank you, Jamie. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Well, why don't we start off and have you just tell us a little bit more about your role and and responsibilities? I work as a uh, safety and building facilities leader. So uh, what falls under my purview is a plant one, plant two, OSHA, ANSI compliance. So basically in a nutshell, I oversee everything safety related for uh, overall compliance in both facilities, general safety guidelines, uh, offering safety documents, implementations, uh, as needed. I also oversee the uh, the maintenance crew, which consists of uh, two uh, industrial maintenance uh, leaders. Yeah, so you're kind of all over the place and, and really are leading everything from safety to maintenance to an actual operations uh, department and group. And in doing that, you have some lead team members uh, that work for you as well as some individual contributors on your team, right? Absolutely. All right, awesome. Well, today we're talking about recognition and reinforcing feedback. Before you learned about reinforcing feedback, can you describe how you gave recognition and what that looked like for you before? So, you know, Jamie, and and regrettably, you know, I'm going to regret saying this, especially in a podcast, but uh, I thought I knew a lot and thought I practiced some of the things, you know, because I've been involved in training, you know, and doing things similar to this line of training. I felt like I had a pretty good understanding of it, but there was a problem with that is that I realized after this training, I didn't uh, follow through with it as much as I should have. I knew all the things to do, but for some reason, you know, with everybody getting busy in their day-to-day duties, you know, you just kind of forget the most simple thing. And so to answer your question, um, I, I gave moderate to some feedback, but once again, in a production environment, you're, you're results driven, right? I mean, you've got to get things done in a day's time and everyone has, you know, their, uh, their regiment and their schedule to stick to. So sometimes we lose sight. Of, uh, of giving that that feedback. So regrettably, I didn't do it as much as I should have. And it definitely did not come in the form of what your program has uh, has kind of conditioned us and taught us to do as, as an effective you know method of you know, positive reinforcement and feedback. So I just would say, you know, thanks for all you do. We appreciate you. And that was, you know, kind of it. And, you know, after your program, it's like, well, you know, it's certainly good to, you know, to thank people, but it has a much more powerful effect whenever you are actually thanking them and letting them know exactly what they're being thanked for and why it's critical to the company, because that aligns the desired behavior or the outcome that you want 
with, you know, what you're trying to get accomplished while praising them. So it just, it, it just, it blends everything so well. So, I mean, to get back to the central question, I, I didn't, I didn't give them as much, you know, positive reinforcement as I should. Yeah. And I think that's a really common experience, uh, both the frequency where we don't do it as much as we should. That's very common as well as the effectiveness. And you mentioned it, you said, gosh, you know, I just, I used to just say, Hey, thanks. Appreciate all you do. And, um, you know, so I don't think that it's anything to feel bad about, Eric. I think it's a very common experience. (laughs) I've certainly been there myself, too. So thinking back to when you first learned this, you know, how did it go when you first started practicing? You you know what's funny? I would like to tell you that, you know, that I kind of stumbled a lot off of it, but I really kind of I took to it pretty quickly. I mean, it wasn't it's not like I mastered it right off the get go, but I felt pretty comfortable, you know, in the formats, you know, that you gave us that you trained us to do. And, you know, and tailoring that. So I didn't have a ton of issues right out the first of the gate. But I will tell you this. I've seen a lot of other people that's through this that they kind of struggled with the uh, the formatting of it, because what you're trying to do is, is tie everything together. And that can become kind of awkward and it doesn't come off as natural. That's kind of how, you know, it, it started. But then once you get the fluidity of it, it, it builds from that. And then you start to target and see those things and you start to recognize them because when we have a long list of goals or we're very busy all the time, you can very easily lose sight of that and forget, you know, to, to do the feedback the way that you're supposed to and realize that you're thanking them for a specific reason. And that lets them know you're committed to their job and you know what they're doing and you're telling them why they're being appreciated and why it's, you know, important to the company. Where you really started to see the results is whenever we got into your section about positive reinforcement and reinforcing those behaviors and calling out the positive. Okay, so that's one big part of it. The other part of it is you have to make uh, business personal. You know, everybody you've heard for the longest time in your life. Well, you know, it's not it's not personal. It's just business. Well, the problem with that is you have to make it personal to some degree, because if you don't, you don't get that connection and that buy in. So what do you think have been your biggest either lessons learned or aha moments as you've practiced this? Well, I would say one of the biggest lessons learned is never, never, never underestimate how far a kind word and praise can go. I mean, you think about it. I mean, we all want to be told it's human nature to, you know, to seek out and want to be recognized for your accomplishments. I had a, a quality control manager. He sends me an email today and he says, hey, Eric, he said, do me a favor. He said, praise your housekeeping crew. He said, cause I'm up here in this front office. He said, and they're like NASCAR in here. He said, they come in here. He said, they're in and out like little ninjas. I immediately did not go to my crew and tell them that because I have a team lead that's over them. So to teach him in this coaching moment, I, uh, I said, Greg, I said, here's your opportunity right here. This is your positive reinforcement feedback moment. You can go and you can do this and here's how you can do it. I want you to do this. If you got any questions, I'm here to help you, but here's your opportunity. So I'm going to follow up and see how that goes. But tomorrow, whenever I come in, I'm going to get them uh, all breakfast sandwiches. It's something very little. And, you know, you don't just give them the sandwiches and not say anything in the theme of saying consistent with positive reinforcement. You give them the reward and just tell them, hey, guys, want to just, you know, take a minute and just, you know, get you uh, get you these uh, sandwiches and just take a minute to explain why this is important. Guys, before you all were here on this team, we always had complaints once, twice a week if we were lucky about housekeeping. Now that you guys are here, you're plugged in, dedicated to your job. You're constantly you know, plugged in every day, making sure stuff gets done. That tells us you're committed to the cause here, and we greatly appreciate that. So thank you so much. Enjoy your breakfast sandwiches. 
you know, something like that. It seems so little on the surface. It seems minuscule, but you have no idea the impact that that has on people when they feel like they're appreciated. They want to come to work. They show up happier. It increases morale and boosts productivity. Yeah. And you know, what's so interesting about that is I think that food is often used as a reward. And I I love this idea that you just said, which is, hey, when we do that, let's make sure we connect it. And, and we don't just say, hey, great job, the way we used to be. Hey, great job. Thanks for all you do. Here's breakfast. But instead, you know, apply that reinforcing feedback with the reward as well uh, to make it a little bit more meaningful. You learn the skill and, um, you know, you've been practicing it. And now you're teaching and coaching your lead team members in your group to be able to develop the skill as well. So as you're doing that, and I, I'm really interested in hearing what you have to say about this. So as you're, you're working with your leads to develop them, what have you learned that they need from you? Like what, what are they needing help with um, from you to help them develop? They need, uh, they need a lot of help uh, from my end as far as, you know, get, getting the hang of the format to where it doesn't feel like it's scripted and it comes off as genuine. And I'm certainly, you know, glad to, you know, to help them with that. And I'll just tell them, I'll say, guys, you know, I said, you know, this is a journey. You're not going to, you're not going to get this. And, you know, in, in one or two weeks, even the, the key is, is just to practice it. And every time that opportunity comes up, don't be embarrassed. Don't try and, you know, mince your words around it. Just speak from the heart and just realize that, you know, that as servant leaders, it, it's it's imperative that we show up and we embody and encompass everything that is that of a servant leader, which is, you know, calling out the positives, you know, looking for opportunities for improvement, you know, helping people out. And when they come to me, I will help them with the, uh, with the formatting and, you know, staying on top with them, you know, with a lot of, you know, your group exercises and homework that you've given them, just following up with them and saying, hey, you know, not, not from an angle of, is your homework turned in, you know, as a, hey, how are things going? What do you need my help with? And they're usually pretty receptive and pretty open with me of, Hey, Eric, you know, I can't quite figure out, you know, how I need to say this. Well, okay, let's do this. Let's look for an opportunity. And here's, here's my idea. You tweak it to how you want, but this is how I would say this. So you can do whatever you want with it, but I give them a lot of suggestions instead of trying to come off as a, you know, well, here, I'm going to take this and solve all your problems. Because how many managers have you have you seen in your time or leadership, you know, that wants to just solve that problem, right? They want to solve it for them. And that kind of is the whole core of this program is that, hey, you know, this whole thing in the system exists because once they get it right, they're going to be able to do that on the, on their own, which is going to free up a lot of your time to, you know, to push bigger initiatives that you don't have to be, you know, involved in. So, Anytime that they come to me, that's that, that's the major thing that I've seen so far with, with it is they just need help, you know, as far as getting the communication down or maybe understanding how to tie it back to, for example, we have the acronym REACH, which uh, which is Respect, Engagement, Achievement, Courage, and Humility. So we're tying it back to that so they can draw that parallel and they can see, you know, how to show up as leaders. So it's still a process. They're early into it, but I think they're taking to it. And um, I think they're bought into it, which is great and it's exciting to see. So if you were talking to another ops manager right now and they're trying to develop their leaders uh, to be able to do this, uh, what advice or I guess words of wisdom would you have for them? The advice that I would give to anyone that's on the operations side of it is that you've got to think outside the box. You cannot stay in a mentality that is, oh, we're just going to drive people and just drive them and drive them. That's how you get results. You just stay on them all day. You make sure you monitor everything. That's Jamie, that's not the right way to look at it because I'll tell you what that will do. 
that will get somebody to work just hard enough for you to meet a quota or to meet something. But when you need something extra out of them, that fifth gear will be nowhere to be found. But if you do it this way with your program, you empower them, you embody everything that you're wanting from a company standpoint and you're there to service their needs, well, then that is going to change the game with it. This is absolutely critical for you to have servant leadership and, and, you know, and do things the way that your program teaches. It's just, it's, it's absolutely a must. You cannot be programmed into being, you know, a manager that is just there, that is a faceless leader or that someone who, you know, who, who cannot connect on that personal level. And it sounds like such a simple concept, right? If we look back to some of the previous bosses or people that we've had in our lives, I'm sure everyone could point out with great, great certainty and list the poor ones that they had. They still probably see their face and remember them. And that's because they remember the way that they treated them. People will forgive you for things that you do to them throughout life, but they'll never forget it. And you don't want to be one of those managers or leaders that people think about in that way. You want them to think of like when they think of my name, I want them to think of Eric Wood. There's Eric Wood. He's here for us. He keeps us safe. He's here whenever I need him to talk to. And he's just, he's a good person. I would rather them look at me that way than, well, there's Eric Wood. Yeah, he, you know, reduced the safety mod rate, you know, from 1.36 all the way down to 0.87, but he broke everybody's spirits in the process. That's not what leadership is, Jamie. And so my advice to anybody, you know, that, that thinks they may have that issue in their facility, I'd recommend your program to them because you've obviously gained huge results for us in a minimal amount of time with some difficult personalities. And if it can work here, it's going to work for them everywhere. They need to give you a call. Oh, well, I appreciate the plug. That was not planned. I'm not paying them any money. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's absolutely true, ladies and gentlemen. If you're viewing, I'm not receiving any compensation or any money for this. Whenever you're trying to create, whether it's a safety culture or you're trying to create, you know, a caring culture, um, you just, you have to start somewhere. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, you know, they, they don't develop that culture because they don't know where to start. Um, but I'm telling you, uh, positive reinforcement is, is absolutely critical. Um, you know, team building exercises, a lot of the things that, that your program has done for us or whatever. I mean, it's a, it's an excellent starting point for any company. And the good thing about that is, is that it's not just at one tier. This translates from the top down. It doesn't matter what position you serve in. If you're a servant leader from the top down, then your organization is going to create that culture. So, I mean, it's just, it's exciting. And, you know, we've, you know, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'm sure everybody else feels the same way because I've heard nothing but good things, but uh, it, it's been, it's been a pleasure working with you on this. And it didn't feel like it was an assignment or something else that we had to do. And I know that it's worked because we're busier than we've been uh, probably since I've been here, you know, we're running a lot of overtime, Jamie, we're running, you know, six days a week, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel as hard or as much of a burden. And that's because of that culture that's starting to be created here in that climate. So, and that does things for morale and productivity. And it's just, you know, that's, that's my final thoughts and conclusions on it. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. You know, I think that, you know, here's this podcast, Lean Leadership for Ops Managers. And so I do think it's super important that we actually talk to folks in the field with real responsibilities that is not just consultants or academics or authors. And so um, you're our first guest, and I really appreciate you sharing here today. Hey, that is no problem. I appreciate you having me, Jamie. Thank you so much. I love Eric's energy and passion and commitment. Now, when you think about all of the things we could or should do to become better leaders, there is a lot to choose from. 
In my experience, reinforcing feedback is a tremendous next step. You see, it's simple. It's easy to learn and it's easy to apply. And it has a quick and noticeable impact when you stick with it. So from an effort versus impact standpoint, the ROI is pretty high. It's also a great place to start because it builds a foundation of authentic appreciation that strengthens the relationship and makes it easier when we start tackling the harder things like change and correcting feedback. So here's what today's episode and all of the conversations we've had with Eric today mean for you. I want you to ask yourself if you're ready to give it a shot. And if so, go back to episode five and re-listen to it. You want to go back and revisit the four-part formula for reinforcing feedback and start incorporating it into your day. Talk with you next week. You've been listening to Lean Leadership for Ops Managers with me, your host, Jamie V. Parker. If you're interested in developing your team to effectively recognize contributions through reinforcing feedback, I have virtual and on-site programs that can be customized to your needs, and you'll start to see results in just three weeks. You can email me at jamie at processplusresults.com or click on the schedule a call button at my website, processplusresults.com. 